I'm just filling time until the music starts. I'm just filling time, saying that I'm just filling time. Because that's meta. L.I.W. American Horror Story Review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to L.I.W. American Horror Story Review, episode 25. We're officially at the uh, quarter quarter century age. D- does that make sense? No, because it's n- not years. Anyway, um, today's episode is 703 Neighbors from Hell. Indeed. It is indeedly titled. Indeedly. Oh, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? This is a... Uh... This is a, a frugal task. Uh, anyway, so this episode kind of worried me at the beginning, I'll be honest, uh, because it starts off with two characters we haven't seen before. And I was like, oh, God, what are we going to do here? It's like this weird uh, scene. I'll, I'll get into one so- second here. But I was like, I was really worried because I was like, here it goes. I had two episodes in a row that were structured and followed each other and had a you know precise plot and it followed this, you know, the beats. And here we go. We're off on our first tangent. The the previous seasons have a history of showing things, having entire episodes sometimes about characters you don't know, characters that you. I'm like every time I'm like, oh, it'll tie in, it'll it'll make sense, and then it doesn't really wrap up together. It doesn't really flow well together, and it just leaves me as an audience member like, oh god, so many loose ends in this. Season four would be the prime example of that. It just has so many different characters and storylines, and half of them don't really matter at all. They just keep introducing characters that just really have no play together. It doesn't flow at all. And that is my biggest thing with TV shows and movies. As long as it flows, you can do almost whatever you want. It's when you get down to like an, a fucking ADHD child writing it, when I, when I really lose interest, when I really can't stand watching it, and I was worried because I was like, I don't know these characters. It's a story of like this uh, blonde girl. She's telling, you know, she has a voiceover and you see her in bed with her husband. And she, he starts to fuck her. And then all of a sudden, she like basically fucks herself to being buried alive. And then uh, it she transitions from her being buried alive to fucking in some flowers, which looks really uncomfortable. I think that would be, you know, bad. I don't want to get, I personally want to want to dirt my asshole. I don't know. Uh, it's quite literally sand in your vagina at that point. I don't know if you want to go that far. It doesn't look very comfortable. And, it, you know, it's basically a story that this girl is telling to Cheyenne Jackson's character, the therapist uh, of Sarah Paulson. So I was like, okay, we're back. Good, good. This is this would be a little tangent, but it, it, since we're back to a main character that is already established, I think we'll be fine. That was my kind of my first uh, realization that we weren't lost already in this series, in this season. So that was good. I was, like I said, a little alarmed. Uh, this kind of brought, brought us back to reality. Uh, it's this couple they're talking about. They kind of they do a good job of setting up a couple things in this. A couple, just in a, a few moments, just the music cues alone made me re- like think. Because it was this girl explaining that because her dad used to lock her in a cabinet, she has this fear of being buried alive. I forget what the fuck it's called. I don't care about the names of phobias. Who gives a shit? So... She's overcoming her fear. Shannon Jackson's like, that's because, you know, you, you've overcome your fear after your dad died. And you, you realized 
you know, this is this, and we can, you can get move on. And it was like the music cues made me like, okay, clearly this couple killed her dad. I get it. I get it. Moving on. Okay. And then they go home, and I'm like, oh, no, that's not what it is at all. Because quickly they're, they're ambushed by those clowns, the fucking handhead clowns, and the, the other ones where they don't have names, so I don't know what to call them. And then they get drilled. They show them, close the coffins. Each character has their coffin. The husband and wife get in their own separate coffins. And then you see the clowns drill, like put screws into the coffins. So they're, they're shut. They're bolted shut, basically. Um, they're not bolts, but they're, you know what I mean? Uh, but so, okay, so that's what happened. And, th- and this is important to recognize because this, co- this comes into play later on in, in this episode. So keep in mind... They're closed in these coffins and then screwed shut so they can't escape the coffins. Keep that in mind that the characters are inside the coffins and the outsides are screwed. Okay, moving on. Uh, this It picks up kind of where the last one left off with our main, main characters. She just killed Pedro, Sarah Paulson did, uh, so he did die in that rocky fall that he had. And this guy shows up, this blonde dude, kind of white hair. I don't know what the hell you call him. I forget what color the hair was. It was very alarming, though. He looked like a villain. He, I couldn't tell if he's a lawyer or a cop because he's really trying. Like he sounded like a lawyer because of the way he talked, but he was a detective. I realized later, he's really trying to play. You didn't kill anyone. We have a right in Michigan to stand your ground rule. We. This is what you did. You were defending your own life on your on your house, so therefore you didn't commit murder. And she's like, I don't know. I didn't see who it was. I just saw him there. And he's like, no, no, you did that. And I was like, is he a lawyer or the world's worst cop? I can't figure it out. It's very strange. He was so he was acting like a lawyer, but you're not supposed to do that when you're a cop. You're supposed to question further. And just, he's basically like giving her an alibi. I don't know. It's so weird. Like, just in case I have any further questions, you didn't really commit murder. This is what you did. Right? Our stories are straight. It just felt like a lawyer to me. It was I don't know. It was very awkward. Anyway. Uh, later on, Sarah Paulson and, uh, Allison Pill go to the restaurant. There's a bunch of protesters outside with pictures of Sarah Paulson on it already. And I was like, that is, that's quick. And I don't know how they get pictures of her like that. Maybe Facebook, this whole series is about Facebook for the most part. I mean, like social media and, and news cycle. It's, it's all, uh, it's all about that. Yeah. This real life bleeding over. You can't even escape it, folks. You can't get rid of it. So there's the protest, like I said, and I was like, at one point, Elson Pills like, I got to go inside. Like, I got to sneak in the back entrance because, you know, we have employees counting on us. I'm like, do you? Do you have employees at this point? Because they are dropping like flies at this at this kitchen staff. The, one, Dave from Titus got killed in the last episode. You just fucking shot Pedro down. And they're fucking murdered. And then, so, you, do, you, or do you have any staff left, actually? Is there anybody alive? Who would want to work for you at this point? You, you do not have a good record this week for your, your employees. Uh, it's kind of, they're all getting murdered, you know, it's, it's, uh, sh- shit's not going well at your business. Maybe just go ahead and burn it down for the insurance money at this point and call it, call it a life. Um, the news reporter is talking about the couple. It's the actress that was in last season. Uh, she, I, I forget her character name. Angela Bassett plays her in the reality version, the reality TV version of her life. I don't remember her name. You know, names in this, uh, I don't really care about because it changes from season to season, so I don't really have an incentive to memorize names. Like, I'm still calling them Allison Pill and Sarah Paulson. That should tell you something. But she also mentions a funny line there. She's like, citizens are basically calling this a lesbian George Zimmerman because she shot a brown man outside of her house. 
I was like, okay, we're going there. Uh, Sarah Paulson sitting in the car waiting for Allison Pill. She's about ready to leave. Kai knocks, you know, slams into the window. He's suddenly there. She freaks out, and Kai's like, "You did what you did. Don't ever feel ashamed. Don't apologize. You did. You protected your own home. You did what's right. I'll take care of the mob for you." And she's like, "Okay, was, okay, bye." And then she leaves. And then uh, when she's home, she's you know very nervous. She just gets home. Everything is like a sitcom timing in this season so far. It's so when they just get there, suddenly someone pop, Kramer stomps in the door and starts screaming and waving his hair around and yelling the N-word. Um, that didn't happen in Seinfeld, did it? I don't remember. I have to look back at the episodes, but I'm pretty sure he dropped many, many N-bombs in the early seasons, in which case they were like, we got to stop with the N-bombs, guys. Uh, let's move on. Speaking of moving on, uh, so she's there, and the neighbors show up, the 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 gay guy and the cancer girl from across the street, who are the Goosebumps villains. They show up in sombreros. She's like, why are you guys here? And they start like harassing her. And saying she's a racist because she you shoot any brown man I'm a I'm like a fiftieth Mexican wherever the hell he says, and that's why they're wearing sombreros. She's like, oh, we're all the same to you. And it was like, oh my god, this is so. They're perfectly capturing the overreaction and the oversimplification of things, um, basically with social media and the far left, just being you did this. This must be why I don't even want to hear. Any possible scenario where it's not what I think it is, therefore it is. They're just creating their own news. They're, I, I, I and much as I, I don't like the far right, the far left is is just as bad as far as being full of shit. And they take it out on their own, which is really strange. Uh, but they're really showcasing the left and their nonsense in this in this season so far. I mean, they're doing both sides, but not in this episode. They're really hitting the left and just the nonsense they they spout out nonstop. Uh, how many more words can I say that have non in the beginning of it? Um, anyway, so there's a news report again about uh, they're watching, and it's the opening scene couple that we saw where they're putting their, their coffins. And this is where I was setting up. This is where that setup pays off. So if you remember last, previously on LAW American Horror Story Review, they were bolt not bolt. I keep saying bolted, but screwed. Uh, this still sounds weird. They were put in the coffins on their, you know, separate coffins, and then both of them were drilled shut. Okay, and that is very important because they mention on the news, uh, we're, we're not exactly sure, they see the clown, the clown drawing, the little face that looks like a clown Hitler on the wall on the news, and then the, the reporter mentions, right now we're thinking it's a murder-suicide. And I was like, how in the holy fuck could that possibly be a murder-suicide at this point? A murder Yes, double homicide, yes. How was this a suicide? How do you bolt? Again, bolt. I'm just going to stick with bolt. How do you do that? How do you screw yourself into a coffin from the outside and put the drill away? <laughs> Maybe take it with them. I don't know if it was the couple's drill. I don't know. No, no, just no. doesn't make any sense. No, absolutely not. I, I call foul show. I call your first foul of the season. You, you get three more. No, let's do strikes. Let's do strikes. You get three strikes and you're out. That is strike number one show. Absolutely not. That doesn't make any sense. The the physical ability to screw it from the outside and then put the drill away, and then who who the fuck knows the science behind exactly what they're what they're claiming happened? No, just no. 
Um, also, they, they look out their window, our, our Sarah Paulson and Elson Pill, they see this fucking truck drive by. It's glowing green. It looks like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle truck. It's, got, it's just like the ooze inside it. It's this glowing, bright-ass green, uh, and then it's just like spraying stuff. And I was like, okay, this this season is officially Goosebumps. Like, I've mentioned it before, the weird neighbors. So the neighbors and this little truck, it's just Goosebumps. That's what we're doing here. It is so fucking bizarre and not American Horror Story. It was. It just feels so low budget and strange. Not in strange in like a cool way, but strange in like a, what are we, what are we doing? It just looked cheap. That's all. It just looked cheap and it just seriously felt like it was for kids. And it was so on the nose. It wasn't a... Like if it was a truck that drove by, like an inconspicuous truck, it was like, is that a van? Is that van been out there a couple of days and they're spraying stuff? That's weird. No, this is this thing is like rolling in, rolling in out of the fog, and it's fucking spraying stuff, and it's got these bright ass green lights glowing in the night, and it's like I almost felt like it was going to be like, like the weird goosebumps music, and then. R.L. Stein walks by and his briefcase opens up and all these pages come out. And it was so fucking on the nose that it just felt like it was straight out of that show. Did, not a fan. Just going to say not a fan of that. I like the season so far, but not a fan of this. Not a fan of anything that feels like Goosebumps. Because as much as I watched it, it was a terrible show. It really is. Um, but they go out the next morning after that truck drove by. And there's a, a series. Uh, I want to say... A very generous pack of dogs were there because there was like, what Allison Pill says, 30 dead birds in their front yard, just just carcasses all over the lawn. And I was like, oh, it's maybe it's uh, the chemicals killed it. Or maybe, like I said, a generous pack of dogs were like, this couple's been through a lot, guys. Let's bring them presents. Let's all gather up a bird, two if you can. That'd be great. But we got a very strong uh, feral dog population in this town. Let's all bring them a bird as a sign of good faith. And just let them know that we're on their side, you know? It's like a candlelight vigil for humans. It's, uh, this is their version of that, and they really care. These dogs are very, very generous. Um, at this point, Winter shows up again. Uh, Sarah Paulson starts to freak out. She's like, she abandoned me, not realizing, you know, she has her own fucking family to deal with, you selfish bitch. It's just her job. Like, if she were anywhere else in her job, she'd be, you know, go to your family, yeah. But no, she's a dumb bitch, Sarah Paulson, in this season, her character. Uh... But they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll hire you back on. That's fine. And I'm like, this couple is just a series of bad decisions. Just one after another. Almost trying to one-up each other in the bad decision department. They're really going for it. It's really a head-to-head match. It's like Lakers-Celtics in, in the 70s and 80s. or You know, 60s, 70s, 80s. Uh, Ali Frazier. It's really this match, just head-to-head. Of like, who can make the worst decision for our child? And uh, Winter says, I, the man that, sh- you know, responding from to a Craigslist ad is here. And they're like, what the fuck? You let a man in? They freak out. They go into the living room. There's a man getting naked, a very large man. He's there. He's undressing. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing? And they're swearing a bunch. A lot of fucks in this season. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, what? What? This is what you wanted. I responded to the Craigslist ad. If I don't get my dick sucked, I'm going to start. Is this what you lesbians do? You make men show up? This is cruel. If I don't get my dick sucked now, I'm going to be mad. They uh, they threaten him. They make him leave. They're looking at Craigslist in a minute and after a little bit. And then they're, uh, they're realizing that they think their neighbors put up these ads that say, like, two lezzies. The, the, the description was, like, two lezzies looking for a naked man. It's like, don't call ahead. Don't knock. Just show up and get naked. And uh, that has to happen in real life, right? There's no way that's not based on something. 
I would have to assume Craigslist is just kind of like the Wild West of uh, degenerates. It is just a free-for-all, whatever the fuck happens. It's basically the black market just brought to life on a webpage. It is disgusting what can happen on there. So much so that if I sell something on Craigslist, I usually bring my friend Brent along. Uh, LAW, you know, he's on the shows a lot. He's a shitty movie showdown guy. He has guns. I don't. I'm not a gun guy. Um, not a good idea for me to have guns. He, he has guns, and I'm like, can we go out? Can you come with me with a gun while we go to this Craigslist? Because I don't want to get, you know raped and murdered, murdered and raped. I prefer murdered and raped, you know, out of the two those two options. That way I'm not, you know, conscious of the of the raping. You want to rape me when I'm dead, you go right ahead. Uh, but when I'm alive, not so much, not a big fan. Not a not a fan at all. I don't want to say not a big fan. Not a fan at all. Um unless you're generous, you know. Then it wouldn't be rape, I guess. Yeah, this is I gotta think about this. Anyway. Um but then they show they're calling how they're revealing this ad is that she's calling her therapist, talking in the car about it, and he's he's in his office. She's in the car. He's in his office. Sorry if I explained that poorly. He's sitting there, and he's, like, all splayed out around his office. He's moving around, and they do with these weird shots, and you see, like, these smiley face buttons, and he's moving them around. And I'm like, is Cheyenne Jackson behind all this? Because that would make sense. And this is a, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to go ahead and say this. This is a conspiracy I'm, I'm starting here, and I'm sure someone else has noticed this as well. But it, it would make sense because when you see Kai, uh, Evan Peters' character, doing these like pinky swears, you know, tell me the truth things, it is kind of a therapy. So it makes me think Cheyenne Jackson is behind all of this because how else would Kai know all about her? It just makes sense that Cheyenne Jackson's character, the therapist, would be pulling on the strings because he, he has the inside info. He knows all of her buttons, all of her ticks. He knows she's scared of clowns. That's probably why they're doing it. And... It just it just felt to me like he's behind all of it because why wouldn't he be? Otherwise, why would this character be in the show so much? Because at this point, they, she didn't need to call him for this. It was totally unnecessary to have this scene at all if he's not behind it. And it also, uh, also, it also leads me to the, my other point, which I will bring up in a little bit. I'm just setting it up right now about Sarah Paulson's character and how she plays into the series. Uh, but we'll get there in a moment. I also noted here that Cheyenne Jackson has the greatest speakerphone of all time because I talk on the phone, and if someone's on speakerphone, I can't fucking hear them. Speakerphones are borderline useless unless you're holding your phone to your, you know, a foot away from your head. That's about it. He's across the goddamn room, like laying in a chair, like laying, almost laying down in the fucking chair. It's like uh, I'm gonna stare at my mantle place and uh, all evil, like like the fucking like Al Pacino and Godfather, just sit here. And uh, I was like, no, she shouldn't be able to hear you. She should be all echoey. She should be like, I, sorry, can, can you, I can't. That's what you would hear on, on her end. It would be nonsense, garbled, ugh, nothing. Just speakerphone. Oh, that old uh, old Nextel phones where it sounds like you're speaking to the devil. That shit. Where it's, chirp, chirp, you can't hear anything. I never can understand those things. People, it's almost a language people spoke back then. They can understand that shit. I can never un- make sense of what they're saying on the other line. Anyway, uh, Sarah drives to the protest because she's getting sick of, you know, not being able to go there. She's like, I'm going to confront them. And then Cheyenne Jackson's like, yeah, do that. Or don't do that, but if you're going to, whatever. She goes there. Uh, Kai shows up. Now, first of all, the, the protesters all swarm the car. They won't let her move. She starts to freak out immediately, which, you know, kind of agree. You know, I would freak out, too, if people swarm my car wouldn't, wouldn't let me move. Because your other, only option to, is to run over these people, in which case you are proving their point that you're a horrible monster. But really, they are because they're swarming your car, not letting you leave. And they're not getting anything done. So what the fuck is the point? 
they're just holding you up at this point. And I feel like if you just didn't move, you, you'd just be stuck there for the rest of your life. Like, they would not let you leave. And if you leave your car, they might attack you. They might vandalize your car when you leave. Who, who the fuck knows? She would have to call the cops at that point, I would assume. So, out of nowhere, Kai shows up behind the group. Um, if I say behind the group, that means it's not out of nowhere. But to her, it looked like he just shows up. He looks like an Amish Kurt Cobain. It's weird. He does this, like, enough, and they all separate. And I was like, oh, here's the cult. This is the cult we're looking for. Here we go. They're all listening to him. And so I think Kai's kind of heading the group. But, uh, Cheyenne Jackson's character is, is at the head of it. I don't know if he's leading it, but he's definitely got a part involved. Maybe he's just giving information to um, Amish Kurt Cobain, Kai's character. I don't know. He's like, I said I would help you out. And then after that, we don't see the protesters again. Um, the kid... They uh they go back home after you know after the whatever the fuck they did there, uh, they go home. Winter and Oz are playing with a guinea pig, and they're like, "We can't have this. We got to give it back." And she's like, "Where do you even get this? I didn't give you permission." And Winter's like, "The neighbors brought it over. They said it was an apology for earlier." And they're like, "We can't keep. We can't keep that thing. We can't keep it. We got to put it back. We got to take it back." So say your goodbyes. And Oz is such a fucking thug. This little kid, he goes, I wish I could say my goodbyes to you. He didn't say that dramatically, but he said that shit, and it was fucking thug as fuck. That kid is a baller. He is just, just zero fucks given for this kid. He is just a, a dope-ass motherfucker, I guess he was, a, was the way I would put that. It just makes sense. Um, we, we hear them arguing um, from the neighbor's house. We're inside the neighbor's house. And we hear, you know, them arguing. They're all laughing. They're hanging out with the cop, which is kind of going back to the point I made about that cop just being like, you didn't do it. You did it to protect your house. That's yeah, fine. Stand your ground law in Michigan. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine that you murdered a person. It's totally fine. Like, obviously, they're all in on it. It's this big-ass cult. That's why they moved in the house there. That's why they're fucking with them. Um, while they're inside talking, uh, we cut away, and then... Sarah Paulson sees the Goosebumps truck drive by with the green lights. She runs outside. She tries to stop it in the middle of the road. It's going to run her over. She jumps out of the way. And then for no reason, Sarah Paulson, like, American History X's herself. She, like, smashes her fucking face on the, on the curb. It is so odd. And she, bas- she looks like she does a flying headbutt into the pavement on purpose. I don't know how you would accidentally do that sort of thing. Because she didn't just dive away. She, she, like, flailed her head down onto it. It was so fucking bizarre. It looks like it was purposeful. Yeah, I, I, if she didn't do that on purpose, she's terrible at everything. So the uh, we there's another scene where the neighbor girl does a pinky swear thing with Kai. She makes a he's like, "What are you scared of?" She's like, "I'm scared that Susan on Amer or um, American Horror Story on uh, Susan on Desperate Desperate Housewives is that what it's called? Is that what that show's called? Am I, am I making that up? One of those shows. Who the fuck cares? I don't know my reality TV at all." Um, I, I'm just going to go ahead and assume that's a show. I don't know if that's a reality show even. I'm going to be honest. I have no idea. I, I don't think that one is. Um, maybe it was like Real Housewives of blah, 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 of uh, J- Joliet. I don't know why that came to mind. Um, anyway, I don't fucking know. Where am I? She's like, I'm scared she might be an alcoholic. Kai slaps the living shit out of her. And then uh, he does this thing where this is where they're going with the far right and far left with this sentence because he's like, stop saying you're sorry. From now on, everything is somebody else's fault. And I was like, damn, that is this political divide in a nutshell, in one sentence there. 
everything is somebody else's fault from now on is the exact quote. And I was like, that's exactly how both sides on the fars, the far left, far right feel that they can't be held responsible because it's someone else's fault. They are really hitting both sides of the divide this season. It's 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 interesting, but at the same time, I I hope that it doesn't get too cliche. As long as they keep it kind of like this, I'm fine. If it gets too too narrowed down and too specific, it's going to be kind of stupid. Like the the whole Trump thing in the election, that was too specific, but they they got away from that. Now they just refer to it as the election. I'm fine with that. I like that. I like it more vague because in ten years, if I go back and watch this season. Um, assuming there's still a country because North Korea and assuming Trump doesn't, you know, blow us all up, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't want to be like, you don't want to have too many references to anything too specific on your show. Otherwise it gets too dated. Like when you hear like nineties band talk about a Polaroid or something weird like that, like a fucking Napster or MySpace. When they say shit like that, you're like, Oh God, that's not going to play well in basically a short amount of time. Like it's, you can save Facebook now. It is stand. It stood the test of time. I almost said standard. It has stood the test of time. It's going to be around for a while. If not, it'll evolve into something else. The phrase will still work, though. It's to that point where it's it's a you know one of the biggest fucking companies. It's going to last. It's fine now. But when you say Napster or some shit like that, it doesn't work at all. Um. Anyway, um. They the whole family Sarah Paulson, Elsa Pill, Oz. They get ice cream. Uh, they they talk about how they can keep the pet. Uh, yes, who cares? It's like this family bonding moment. They get home. There is a clown painting on the wall, that little clown Hitler guy. And, uh, they freak out. They run, they don't, they see the guinea pig's not there. They run in, uh, in the, into the kitchen. They see the guinea pig in the microwave for about one second and then it blows up, which is always fun to watch. Thank you so much, show. I love seeing that shit. Can't get enough of it. Keep doing it. The movie Urban Legends wasn't enough for me. I need to see more things blowing up in the microwave, you know, brutally. Uh, I'm a sociopath. I hate life. I love to, I love to see cruelty to animals. I can't get enough of it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So she goes over to the neighbor's house because she's like, they, they did this. She runs and goes to the house. They go in the backyard. She immediately punches the neighbor in the face. They freak out, and they're like, you have the drawing on there? You're next. The killers are marking you next. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sh- they go to leave. A couple things happen here. They go to leave. Uh, on the way out, they have like an little argument. They see that the neighbor's house is also painted with that, that little Nazi. Nazi? The, the uh, Hitler. I guess I was close. <laughs> the Hitler, Hitler clown face. And they're like, should we tell him? She's like, no, I don't want to. And I, I realized during this scene... Not not this one, but the one where she punched the neighbor. What they're doing, because if you think about Evan Peters' character, how he's basically like, you did what was right. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to get this crowd to disperse. They leave. And then if Cheyenne Jackson's character's in on it and all this, and the neighbors are like, you're different. You're crazy. Like, And then... Because she, Sarah Paulson also had this speech there on the way out where she's like, I'm not going to stand for this anymore. I'm, I'm acting now. I'm not going to do this. And uh, I was like, oh, I see, I see. what they're doing is basically what the Joker did to Harvey Dent in The Dark Knight. They're bringing her down to their level. Um, they're just basically warping this woman to prove that even the, you know, the most left-wing um, person can 
trying to get her to swing over to the other side is what I believe what's happening. I don't know what the ultimate goal of that is, but that appears to be what they're doing is just ruining this woman's life so much that that she's willing to help them or join them or just to prove they're maybe they're doing like a a dollar bet on this, like, like training places. I don't know. I have no idea. It just seems like they're, you know, maybe, maybe it's some sort of game of theirs. I don't know. They're, they're clearly ruining this woman's life to get her to, to come to their side. Maybe just so the news changes. So they report on her that this is this person. She's doing this now recruits for the cult. Who knows? But that's what they're doing, I believe. I can't see any other reason they're doing this to her because they're not killing her. They're torturing her. And they're getting her to overcome her fears and they're getting her to do all this shit uh, for a reason. They're, it's officially targeted her. And they go across the street uh, later on that night. Uh, I can't. Maybe it was just right after this. Sarah Paulson runs into the Goosebump sprayer truck, the fucking orange, or green truck. There's a couple guys get out. They start spraying her yard. She freaks out. She starts screaming at them. She rips off their mask. And there's a little Hitler clown face. It looks like a paper plate <laughs> with it painted on there. It's under the mask. She falls over, passes out. Uh, uh, then we see the neighbor guy, the, the gay guy that she punched in the face. And I'm just going to keep calling him the gay guy because I don't know his name. And uh, there's lots of neighbors in this. Um, anyway, so <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say there. So... Uh, I need to hurry this up, don't I? The, the neighbor guy is doing the peaky swear thing with Kai. He basically wishes, it reveals that he wishes the his girl was dead, that the girl that he lives with. Um, and he, Kai's like, yeah, that's right. And then we see Oz. Oz screams from upstairs. Basically while um, Sarah Paulson and Elson Pillar are talking to the cop about what happened with the spraying and shit downstairs. They hear Oz scream upstairs. They run up there. He's hiding. He's hiding. Uh, <laughs> The computer, like he's looking at fucking porn, which it turns out he was because they open up the laptop. It's ba- he's basically watching his own mother's porno because it's the it's the there's a camera involved apparently in the bathroom scene where Win- Winter was fingering her in the bathtub. I don't know how far it got. That's kind of weird. Um, Allison Pill freaks out. She smacks the holy shit out of um, Sarah Paulson. They start screaming at each other. How uh, Sarah- Allison Pill and Oz are gonna leave? The cop comes upstairs. He's like, "Everything all right?" <laughs> like, "Yeah, super." They go to leave. Um, as as they walk outside to leave, they hear that the neighbor is being arrested for the murder. The the guy is being arrested because the his his wife, I guess they they are married, right? I, I, I'm not trying to say because he's gay and she's straight that they weren't married. I believe they're married, right? They're not just living together. Um, he she was murdered in, in the bed. He's freaking out and they're like, "Sir, you need to calm down." And he laughs because he goes, "You need to calm up. You need to get down to my get up to my level." Starts freaking out. Um, he starts coming after Sarah Paulson. He's like, you did this. You killed her. Um, freaking out. They turn around. Oz is gone because obviously they're, they're terrible parents. Apparently the cop wasn't even watching him. Um, it's a little weird that the cop was inside the house. And then there's a murder across the street where the cops are there. And the cops just never got a call about it. Even though he's the closest one. This is weird to me. Didn't make any sense. Is he really a cop? I don't know. So... Oz vanishes, they turn around, he's inside the murder house, and they go inside, and there's blood everywhere, there's the clown painting, I believe, again, the clown Hitler, and maybe it wasn't, maybe it's just inside, or outside, I don't remember, anyway, blood all over the place, and then they just sit there at the crime scene, and they're like looking at the blood, and I was like, these cops are the worst, these are the worst cops, this is a murder scene, the murder just took place, 
And clearly because the guy is covered in blood still. This just happened. This is a fresh murder scene. They need to have this shit roped off. Uh, quarantine, basically, for evidence. This is a murder at this point. And they're like, yeah, let the neighbor couple and their son go inside, check it out. And, you know, it's just like a site. They want to go to you know, see the sites. They want to go in there and check it out. What's the big deal? Spray their DNA, DNA everywhere. You guys want to have a picnic in here and play some volleyball? Oh, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Let's, uh, let's all cut ourselves and spray our blood everywhere just for the fun of it because it looks like fun. Let's, let's, uh, let's mix our DNA with whatever the hell happened here. <laughs> We're terrible. Fucking idiots. Worst cops of all time. Anyway, that's the end of the episode. I liked where it's going. It's fun. It's building. I like that it's giving me a couple conspiracies at this point. Like, I believe that Cheyenne Jackson's in it. I believe that they're using Sarah Paulson for some sort of points or leverage or a game. I don't care which. It's fun. Uh, it's interesting to see. It's really building in this, in this episode. I like what's going on with it. I have zero complaints other than the Goosebumps truck and the Goosebumps characters, but one of them's dead now, so, so we'll see what happens from here. I... I'm interested to see what happens with Kai and all his cult here because he's clearly, obviously, he's involved. He's probably the clowns. I, I mean, that's official, right? I don't know why I said probably. I, it's a lot of things going on at once, but we don't ever see Kai get into clown gear and do anything. It's it's all done outside of him. So I don't think he's in the clowns. Probably, he's he's probably just you know bossing them around to do it. But I like where it's going. I like where it's headed. I like. All the things are setting up. He, remember last episode, he's running for city council. They, they didn't really touch that in this episode, but we'll see what happens from here. It's clearly like overthrowing. There's a revolution. He even screams at one point, there's a revolution, after he slaps a girl. I like this I like this season. I like it a lot so far. I read some reviews on IMDb where they're like, this is such a stupid season. I hate it. And it was that was after the first episode. And I was like, Jesus Christ, Like, give it a chance. And people still don't like this season. There's a number of people. And I was like, I think they like it for the reasons I hate it. They like the fucking spooky, spooky, uh, hot topic aspects of it. We're like, this is weird. I love it. I don't like weird shit when it's just for the sake of being weird. You know, this show, some seasons, and David Lynch, fuck them. David Lynch just seems like a good guy. I don't, I like some of his movies, but when it's weird for the sake of being weird, I don't give a shit. I, who fucking cares? I, it's just, it just doesn't have any substance to it. I like weird with, with uh, Tim Burton weird is the most weird I'll go. And he, even he goes overboard sometimes, but he stays normally on track and I, I can follow along. Anyway, I like where it's going. I like this episode a lot. It was interesting. A lot, a lot of shit going on. A lot of, like I said, a lot of conspiracies setting up. Hope it, hope it pays off. And, I, and they also fixed their tangent that I thought they're going to go on immediately. Um, anyway. Check out LAWstudios.com, Lonely Wonderland on YouTube. So please subscribe there. I would love you guys if you subscribe. Share with your friends. American Shitty Movie Showdown. All those shows are on there. Nick Cage cast is part of a Shitty Movie Showdown now. I just watch Nick Cage movies, make fun of them, and then talk about Nick Cage afterwards. It's a lot of fun. Anyway, do all that shit. YouTube, like I said. Uh, Facebook, Lonely Wonderland. Instagram and Twitter, LAW Studios. I'm on there as well. Phoenix West. Uh, check it out. Uh, everything you can find on LAWstudios.com, by the way. Go check it out, all the stuff there. Until next time, and in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens. Bye.